Welcome back to the Fit CFO Show. I'm your host, Amanda Hanquist, and together with my husband, Sean, we created this podcast as a way to help you reach your business's financial goals. We will break down common financial myths and mistakes in business and share with you the tools and knowledge to take your business to the next level. Our hope is that you will become financially equipped for success in your business and in turn help our mission to make this world a healthier place. If you get valuable information out of this podcast, we ask that you please share it to your stories and leave us a review so that we can continue to grow and help health and fitness businesses succeed. Today on the show, Sean and I are breaking down the Fit CFO laws of liquidity. We're going to break down why cash is king, what we mean by having operating expenses on hand, and also why we believe in obtaining credit before you need it. This is the Fit CFO Show. Hey guys, we're here with Sean today and we are... What is up? (laughs) So I was literally just explaining to him my anxiety right now. We are about ready to take off like literally for the next three weeks of our lives and And I don't know if it's like a mom thing or a woman thing, but I am like, you know, the list is starting to pile up in my head and he's like, it'll be fine. It's no big deal. Let's get it it done. (laughs) (laughs) So we are getting ready to head to Utah for family vacation to the mountains. It's always going to be a good time. Well, family five in a truck, uh, 12 hours. That's going to be great. We are hoping it's 12 hours because the last time we did this trip, it turned into 17 on the way home. Yeah. Don't go through Wyoming in the winter. <laughs> on I-80. <laughs> yeah, that was, an, it was, it was interesting to say the least. So anyway, we, we are excited though, because when we get back from that, we are going to North Carolina. For my brother's wedding. When we get back from that, we are going to head to Arizona and get to see a whole bunch of you guys at the coaching con. Heck yeah. That's an awesome lineup of speakers. It's just going to be a fun event. Lots of cool like, people. Aside from Fit CFO, I am personally super excited just to go and see all of this stuff. Wow. It's going to be wonderful. So heck Yeah. Well, today we thought it'd be amazing to talk to you guys about a a topic that we talk about a lot in our presentations when we are presenting with Fit CFO, but it's the three laws of liquidity. And I thought it'd be a good idea to bring Sean on here and talk about what those three laws are. I've kind of laid them out for you and I'm going to let Sean do what he does best. And that is just kind of break things down into bite-sized manageable pieces that Fit pros can understand um, at a human level. So, right. number one, um, I want to ex- I want to explain, I guess, to our listeners why do they say cash is king? Why is it important? What does it matter? Yeah, this is this is super awesome because cash is king, as in most businesses that do fail, is because they they fail because they run out of cash. And that could be just not having enough to start up. That could be going through scaling mode and just running out of cash and not being able to pay the bills and things just tumble down. And that's why the number one rule that we go with here at FitCFO is we got to treat cash as one of the like um, most important concepts of our business that we have to fill up that bucket first 
um, in, in order to survive some of the ups and downs of business or just launching the business? Yeah. So a prime example of when cash is absolutely needed to have on hand is, uh, I would say expansion. If you are not only starting a new business, but let's say that your business grew a lot quicker than you expected it to. Mm -hmm. And, and you're needing to expand, you're needing to hire additional help, um, you know, needing to buy maybe additional equipment, maybe you're needing, um, you know, to start a podcast, you need to build out something for it or, you know, et cetera. Yeah, that's a lot of like businesses. There's a couple of different ways of doing it. You know, a lot of times you get the solopreneur, they come in, they do everything that there is possibly to do in business. Mm-hmm. They do the sales, they do the marketing, they do the fulfill the fulfillment of the product, everything. Like they're wearing they're, all of those different hats mm-hmm. all on their own, probably grinding 12, 14 hours a day at least. All right. And the ones that are successful are the ones that are saving a lot of that money in um, a separate account, being able to go to that next level. As in, they're not continuously robbing from that account to fulfill their like personal lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So, like when you rob from it, so you're the solopreneur, you're doing everything in the business, you should be running a pretty profitable practice. But what happens is you run into getting to some cash and you get some money that you never had before. And then you just take it from the business and you take it and you take it. And then that leaves you dry. And then, it, and then you get burnt out and then you don't have no liquidity, no cash to be able to expand and bring on a team. So uh, let's, let's step back and, and give some examples of what that looks like. So like, for example, um, I'm an online nutrition coach. I have X amount coming in. And then um, like, do you see like coaches getting stars in their eyes with, um, you know, all the different like certifications out there or like, what do you see most that gets these uh, entrepreneurs in trouble? Maybe is uh, what I see is a lot of times the early entrepreneurship, um, the finances is commingled between the business and personal. Oh, okay. so, so what's happening is, is maybe they're paying their rent or they're paying um, personal credit cards or a personal vehicle out of the business. And then the money is just literally just money in the account. Bundled together. So then when you look at your business, you can't really truly tell how well your business is doing. So then it just doesn't look like it's doing very well. But in reality, you just have no, no filter. You have no, no separation, no separation to really see what's happening in the business. And then what end up happening is just becomes a piggy bank because you've never really had access to that much money before. So it's just going out in all different areas and just not being able to know where your money's going. Like you just wake up one day and you see, oh, cool. I have like, I don't know, $10,000 in my bank account. That must mean I have it, you know, X amount to be able to spend on, you know, Ooh, I can get a new vehicle because now I have X amount for a car payment. And you have the cash flow. So it's just a, it's a very cash rich type of business because you don't have a lot of overhead. You don't have the traditional brick and mortar, the the full-time employees to get this thing running. So it's, it's a very lucrative, should be a very profitable business. So when we go at this, if you, you target certain profit um, margins and you were able to save a portion of that, then you could build up your liquidity, you could build up your cash. So someday 
you could work your work, you could work your way out of working in the business and more work on it and bring on a team and watch this thing grow. But what I see is holding people back is they never build up the cash. They never build up the liquidity to be able to do that. Well, and then what happens is like, you're good until you're not right. Like for example, you have all this money coming in. Cool. I'm, I'm going to have like, you know, X amount for this X amount for that. Well, then what happens when, you know, you have a downturn or maybe your business is making a shift to a new product, a new offering mm-hmm. and things maybe didn't go quite as planned. Um, you know, do you have the cash then to continue the same right. lifestyle that you were living? Right. So the building up the cash. Um, so treat that as like the most important thing in your business in order to have cash, you have to have profits. And in order, in order to have those profits, you have to let them accumulate over time and you can't rob from them that needs to grow, which then grows into your emergency reserve. Um, so then that way you can survive different seasons of the business. Just maybe uh, you have a bad quarter um, and it's not going to put you under, but you need to start there and build up that reserve bucket. Um, Ooh, I, I, I like it. This is a beautiful transition into law number two, which is... How much reserves should an entrepreneur have on hand? Yeah. And it's really difficult to speak to a big group on this because everybody's different. Everybody's business is different. Uh, I'm, I'm in the camp that you should have more than one month of business expenses on the side. Somewhere around two or three would be ideal. I don't right. see So it's it. not like you can say you need to have $5,000 in emergency reserves because every business is going to look a little bit different. Yeah. And, and let's, let's talk what that means. Uh, so what I say is operating expenses. So that would be your fixed cost within your business of what it's going to take next month to operate. So if you've um, taken on the obligations that your fixed costs, like um, your mentorships, your subscriptions, everything that you have to run your business, maybe your own payroll, or if you have an admin, that's fixed cost. And um, that might add up to five, ten, twenty thousand dollars a month. So, um, if you have fixed cost of twenty thousand dollars a month, and you had twenty thousand dollars and a savings account or emergency reserve, then you can cover one month of, yeah. of fixed operating Which, cost. Twenty thousand, you know, we're using, I guess, example numbers here, but is a lot of money, right? But it again depends on the size of your business and the operating costs every month of your business. Yeah, the cash flow of business. Like it seems like a ton of money, but when it costs twenty thousand a month just to operate, it can go very quickly. Um, so that's where I'm saying um, you're going to want at least one at a minimum, probably two or three months. Um, you know, we do have a volatile. We're in a volatile in- industry where um, you know the the lifetime of a client is not years upon years. So there's a lot of turnover, right. and that turnover. Right. Well, and you could literally like maybe five clients all at one time happen to be falling off in the same month. I mean, that's a huge drop in one month if you don't immediately make that up. Yeah. And then that creates a lot of anxiety and fears and um, it builds up and it causes stress. So having that cushion of two, three months, and if you're a conservative person, maybe upwards of six, but beyond that, when you get beyond, beyond that level and I'm seeing it, is you're probably suffocating like the return. Like you could put that money to better use of reinvesting into your business, maybe investing in your retirement accounts or investing with outside of your business. But beyond you just want you don't want to have too much cash because then you're just losing thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars over the course of years by by just hoarding that money. You need to have a job for that money once it becomes a certain point. 
So let's, so let's simplify this a little bit. We talk a lot about separation of, of accounts, right? We talk a lot about our FitPro profit formula, which you guys can go to our website and download for free. You can have a copy of that for free today. Um, but let's talk about that. Let's talk about the accounts, you know, just to make this a manageable concept. So we know that cash is king for operation costs, for expenses, for emergency reserves. Like we know that cash is important, but how do we separate that cash for our business? What are the accounts that we need to open and how do we go about making this a manageable process yeah. so it doesn't seem overwhelming every month? Yeah. So like if you were like very good at spreadsheets and you stayed on top of it, you know, you could do that in one account, but I'm sure most of my clients are like me. Like it just, I want something more like a little bit more simplified that I could literally open up my phone, go to my banking app and I can see how much money I have for operating. I can see how much money I have for emergency reserves and I can see how much money I have saved back for taxes. I would say most people are going to want to be able to just open it up and see it. Why couldn't, why, why wouldn't you want to look at your phone and you can make informed decisions just yeah. based on where you have your money in different buckets? Yeah, just absolutely. Look at the money and it makes your business very, very, very simple. We found out that, um, that creating at least three accounts work, works really, really well. Like it's not business, check, business checking accounts is what he's referring to here. Business checking account, and then you can have um, two more accounts, either savings or or two more accounts of checking accounts. But what we've seen is it's not too many accounts that you, because some people get way too many accounts, they can't manage them all. Right. Um, but one is just not enough. So we recommend in our FitPro profit formula of having a, a checking account and having two separate accounts that can be checkings or savings. And that's going to house your profits and it's going to house your taxes. Mm-hmm. The two extra accounts. Yeah. And then that way you could literally do all your business decisions based on how you have your money allocated going forward. Right. And so what what the main account is going to be for is say that you have your your stripe coming in. Um, that's going to house all of your operational costs and your expenses everything mm-hmm. coming in and basically a flow through account. Right. And then you're going to have your your profit account, which is going to be where your emergency reserves are going to sit. And then you're going to have your tax account, which is self-explanatory. Now, you, it goes in a lot more detail on the FitPro Profit formula that you could download on the website. Um, but at a high level, it's just that simple. Yeah. Um, and it allows you to create a, you know, a healthy habit of transferring money each month and watching your savings account grow. Um, yeah. I see a lot of people get addicted to once they've started saving money. Um, it, it just changes their lives and the way they view business. Um, and it, it just works, you know what? And then it also provides just like a sense of safety and security when you know that you have that safety net <clears throat> and we really want to help you guys have that feeling. I mean, there's nothing that's more satisfying in the world than that feeling of security when it comes to money and your finances. Yeah. So let's say that somebody is, um, you know, struggling in that department. And maybe they they are that entrepreneur that is, um, you know, they they maybe took out the vehicle payment. They maybe took out a little more than they could chew right now. Um, and then in their minds, they're thinking, "There's just no way I can suddenly start um, creating this these buckets of money, right?" Yeah. So, like, where what's step one look like? Yeah. Um, well, I like to relate that back to a lot of our clients. Uh, when you when you have a nutrition 
client come to you and they're hardly eating anything. Maybe they're eating 60, 70, 80 grams of protein, and you know that they need to be eating 150 or 180. I mean, OMG, like <laughs> shit would hit the fan if you told them that you got to go to 180 uh, grams oh, of protein. It happens, like, it happens all the time. I get people that DM me, DM me all the time, like protein's my biggest struggle. And I'm like, man, I got I to cut myself off. It's hard to not eat too much protein for me, but, but it right. probably yeah, always yeah. that way. You have to get someone started. Like you just can't well, always like overnight. that. Yeah. You can't get there overnight is so the, the thing here is just open up the accounts. Mm-hmm. You've already committed to the, the current expenses that you have. Right. So you're not going to be able to maybe put as much in um, right now, but those expenses that you've like committed to, they're going to hopefully help your revenue grow. Yeah. And once your revenue grows, this is the next thing that you're going to pull out of the tool bag and implement into your business. But if you at least get started to create the habit, when your income does increase, you're going to find yourself increasing the savings amount, maybe weekly or monthly into those accounts as your revenue grows. The risk would be as your revenue grows and you don't implement this and you just fill that bucket up with more expenses. So make sure you just open up the accounts. Maybe you transfer a dollar, maybe you transfer 25 bucks. I don't know where you're at right now, but just get started. So if somebody is at a bank, let's use Wells Fargo, for example, um, how, like, how do they do that? So let's say they just have like a personal checking account right now. At this point, I definitely recommend keeping it on the same platform. If you're going to open up the separate accounts, Uh, there's too big of a delay moving it back from uh, one institution to another. It could take 48 hours to get your money and you may need it right away. But if it's on the same platform, you do the transfer and the money is right in the account. So that's, that's what I recommend is opening up on the same platforms, meaning same institution. Yeah. And it's so easy. Like you can literally open up one app and it has all of your accounts laid out. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Yeah. And the, I mean, internal transfers take seconds. So it's very easy to get into a habit. I think you can even automate them, right? Yeah. Yeah. You for sure could. And that would ensure that it gets done. Uh, a lot of times we're going in there manually and doing it because it's a, a percentage. Sure. Um, because I don't necessarily like fixed dollars because let's just say you go, you started out making ten thousand uh, dollars in gross revenue and you're like a thousand bucks is great, but what happens is now your business is bringing in fifty thousand dollars a month in revenue and you're still only saving a thousand and you're not keeping up with the games you go in there. They need to start we should like lobby and have banks start allowing percentages to be moved. That would be beneficial. That'd be great. Um, But, and, and there is another thing too, and it kind of, you might not be able to build up the cash and the liquidity on your own right away. You just don't see light at the end of the tunnel. Um, You can do this with financing as well. Which brings us, you are so good at these like segue transitions. What do we got going we on? Even, here? We didn't even rehearse this, you guys. <laughs> this is law number three obtaining credit before you need it. Yes. You need, in my opinion, you should have this figured out of what your business looks like the next three, six, 12 months down the road. This should be in your business plan, like you beaming before you launch is what expenses do I have? What are my business expenses I'm going to commit to? What are my personal expenses? And you should have a year, maybe two years of a runway built out so you don't have to worry about monies. Mm -hmm. 
And you can do that with, if you have cash, that's great. That'd be recommended. But if you can't, you need to seek out credit. So get credit when you don't need it. And it's kind of like when, I mean, it really does mirror like the process of reversing, like, like, uh, what am I trying to say here? Like there's a cutting period, right? And then there's a recovery period or there's an in-season like high performance, right? And then there's an off-season recovery and and your businesses are similar too. There's going to be a season of quick growth where we need more capital. We need to have access to liquidity and cash and maybe financing. Um, And then there's going to be a season where maybe we are on a little bit more of a maintenance because um, I don't know, things are going well, or I guess you can give that a better example. Well, it goes back to get credit when you don't need it. Mm -hmm. As in when you don't need it, that's when the institutions are going to be willing to lend it to you because you probably have positive cash flow. You got money in the bank. Life is good. But when you're in the mix and you are accelerating growth, What's happening is maybe your profits are not keeping up with all the expenses you had to um, bring on to be able to um, grow. And what has happened is your cash is depleted. You got negative cash flow, but you see light at the end of the tunnel. You built this whole team and what you're doing is working, but you have to outrun that cost. And, And in order to run out that cost, you may need financing. And so you can't wait you, until you're like, oh shit, I'm in a, I'm in a bind. I'm in a so bad just, spot think about this. before you, you negative, go credit. You'll think about this. You got negative cash flow. You have hardly any cash because if you had cash, you wouldn't need the credit. Well, what lending institution is going to want to give you the money when you have negative cash and uh, negative cash flow, no money in the bank? Like The, the only one that would would be credit. like a really, really high interest yeah. type yeah. of situation. So do your due diligence before you get there. And that goes back to having that plan of... What does the next year look like? What's the next two look like? And secure, if you don't have the cash liquidity, secure financing and secure those relationships with your bankers. Small institutions have less tape than these large ones. Yeah. If you can get in an institution, maybe friends and family, get creative, have that backstop in place before you go down this journey. It's going to be a lot more successful if you don't have to worry about funds and finances and you have this figured out um, beforehand. Yeah. And I think too, when you have all of these things into place, like everything else is going to flow a lot better. You're not going to find yourself like pulling back and having that anxiety because you're worried about, you know, spending the money on additional help um, because it's going to be there. You're going to have the ability to pull from one area to uh, I guess, move your business forward quicker. And so it's just all going to fall into place a lot easier too. Absolutely. So yeah, like let's just do your homework, do your due diligence before and and this business journey is going to be a hell of a lot easier. Absolutely. So just to bring that back around, you guys, the three laws of liquidity is number one, cash is king in your business. Number two, three to six months of reserves for operational costs and expenses in a savings or a checking account available for your business. And then also obtain credit before you need it for those growth times in your business. Mm -hmm. And one thing that will make all those three laws possible in your business is the profit formula, the fit pro profit formula. Yep. We'll do all this for you. We'll do it for you. Absolutely.
Absolutely. You can go to fitcfo.com and download your FitPro Profit Formula Guide today. All right, guys, I hope you found this episode helpful and we will catch you in the next one. If you like this episode, please be sure to subscribe and turn on your notifications so that you don't miss a beat. We'd love it if you shared this podcast, your Instagram story, your Facebook page, or any of your other social media platforms so that we can help other health and fitness entrepreneurs out there succeed in business. We so appreciate you listening in and until next time, keep your goals high, but keep each step attainable.